When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Expose yourself. Show them what you're all about. Hello, everyone. It's Joseph Shepard. And I'm Laganja Strancha. And welcome to Queening, Queening Out. Pretty close. Yeah, almost. Almost there. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's a podcast where Joseph and I break down every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7, but in our own unique way. That's right. Now, Laganja, so this is our fourth episode. We've done three. We have them in the can. How are you feeling so far? You know, I love podcast life because um, it doesn't require a visual. Because right now I'm coming to you from my hotel room at about 1.30 in the morning. Uh, you know, we've got the only face mask on and we are in our pajamas. So I'm happy that I could just describe it, but that there's no visual for our listeners out there. You know what? I, I love that. But you said visual. And I just want to let everybody know that next week, I think that we are maybe doing this podcast in person. So maybe we'll get a visual next week. Maybe. Oh, that's right. That is true. Because I will be back in Los Angeles, which I'm super excited to come home. We just completed the last night of our Work the World Yay! Tour, which was amazing and so much fun. Um, but needless to say, I am ready to get on this plane and take a little nap, actually. Yes. Oh, I, I love that you actually got to go back. I'm glad you tested negative and you got to finish it out. Thank also, God. there was a lot of tomfoolery. I saw a lot of tomfoolery in videos. I saw some um, some flips, some kicks, some hanging from things and doing you. You were living your life. You know, the girls just wanted to, to try to have a dance battle and I just had to shut them all down. So, you know, I did what needed to be done. But yes, we definitely had a lot of fun, a lot of great new memories and uh, some I won't ever be able to remember. So it's perfect. <laughs> And how about you? How are you? What's going on in your uh, neck of the woods in your in your world over there? In my nether sphere, well, um, I went off of weed on Sunday, so it's been almost a week. Um, the first three four days, I was going through crazy withdrawals of like I, it was weird. I like I thought it was just like hard drugs that you get withdrawals with. But no, when you when you are doing the weed every day and then you just stop cold turkey, I was wake, I've been waking up with sweats and it's been literally like 62 degrees. I've turned down like the thermostat so low, but nope. It's your so, body um, telling you you need to smoke again. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it is. <laughs> what made so, you decide so to, to quit? 
I feel like there was just a point where, you know, when your brain is too foggy. Sure. Like, I feel like I was going probably like a good couple of weeks where my brain was just so foggy to where I'd wake up and I just felt like it was just a mundane, like circle around and do it again the next day and the next day. But then once I kind of let go and I was like, all right, let me put this on hold. I started getting back into like the full workout, the full eating good. And I feel like I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to start going back, but I'll go in moderation. Sure. It's good to check yourself every once in a while, you know, and make sure you're using it as medicine and not just like overusing it to numb. Correct. Correct. Totally. Well, Laganja, um, I think we may have some emails. Well, uh, speaking of emails, you must remember we love hearing your thoughts and opinions, which is why we have set up an email for all of you, which is Joes. That's L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S at gmail.com. Laganjos, come and email us. I love that name. You know, if we were to ever like date, like that's like a perfect like Benefer name. Laganja. Totally. Like, it really is. I love it. <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. Rolls off the tongue. And if you would like to use your tongue, uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-607-5116. Laganja and I will be recording a little special um, answering machine voice message. So then Ooh. you can hear us and you know it's us. Because I know sometimes you may call these numbers and think it's fake, but you'll get an actual voice message from us. Um, And you never know, we may call you back. I love it. Well, I am excited to hear these emails we got this week. Um, Joseph, do you want to read our first one? Yes, this is from Dan. Hey, Queens. First, I have to say I love listening to you and your input on the show. Thank you for keeping me company at my day job. I also do drag here in the Czech Republic or Prague, and we are trying to build a drag scene here. My question is not very improv based, but more so drag race generally based. I would love to know your top three favorite sisters for Laganja and performers for Joseph, keeping in mind the overall drag race experience. Joseph interviews on everything. And who are you rooting for the most on AS7? I really cannot pick this season. It's such an amazing cast and the show feels really fresh. Love you and can't wait for the next episodes. Dan Cassiopeia. Did I say that right? Cassiopeia? I have no idea. I thought you did a great job. Um, it's sort of like my name. It's like there's a lot of letters and numbers in there. I'm confused. Cassiopeia? Cassiopeia? Cassiope- I was about to say cat I was about to say Cassiopepe. Isn't that like a pasta? I don't know, but that's what I was about to say. So Well, regardless, we love you, Dan or Cass. Okay. Now, um, my top favorite Oh, that's her drag name. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, I, I got it took that me a part. while. I got that part, yeah. Um, okay, so my top three favorite sisters. Well, I definitely have to admit I've really loved working with Vanjie on this Work the World tour. She is a lot of fun. And we're just both very similar. She's from Florida. I'm from Texas. So we're both just like really wrong in the head. And it's like really fun. My other favorite sisters. It's very hard to like narrow it down to, you know, two others. But uh, who comes to mind would definitely be Morgan McMichaels. I have a really good time with her. I've known her for years and years. And in fact, she just helped me out. I'm doing a a little uh, booking myself and working and helping other girls get jobs. So she just did the first of my first event out in Dewey Beach, which I'm super excited for in Delaware. Um, so shout out to my sister Morgan and thank her for and thank you to her for opening up these summer festivities for me since I, you know, couldn't be there. Um, and then my third favorite sister 
I'm going to have to say we don't ever really hang out. I don't even know her that much, but I just love her and her <laughs> art so much. So I'm just going to pick her because I just want to recognize her. And that's, uh, it's late, y'all, and I'm stoned. It's uh, Sasha, not Colby, Colby, although I love her. No, Valor. Sasha Valor. Yes. But I'll take both. It was a double answer. See how I got to squeeze one more in there? So Sasha Colby and Sasha Valor. I, I love those choices. Sasha Colby is amazing. If you guys have not seen Sasha Colby, you need to look her up. Um, word on the street that I've heard is that we may be seeing her on our TV screen soon. Don't know. But, oh, but that's going to be very exciting. I will agree with you on Vanjie. Can I tell you a story about Vanjie? Uh, I love Vanjie stories. Okay. So this was after she was on... Um, I guess season, is it 10? When she went home and Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie. And this was, she had just filmed season 11. She goes and it's her and I and Silky Nutmeg Ganache. We all go to the Abbey. We are having drinks. We're having a great, wonderful time. But sometimes queens may have a few more drinks, right? Sure. Miss Vanjie. Got into the Uber, got on Instagram Live, revealed to everybody that Silky was going to be on season 11 before anything was announced. Then we we go to, I guess, to her apartment and we're going to drop her off. I had to carry Vanjie because she couldn't walk into her apartment. I took off her shoes and I put her in bed. I put the sheets over her. I went out and I locked the door. I love it. Well, A, thank you for getting a queen home safe and sound. Of we course, love that. You have we to. love that. And B, yes, you know, Miss Vanjie is known to have um, a libation or two. And I definitely enjoyed having those libations with her on tour. <laughs> she she is a complete hoot. Yeah. So I would say Vanjie, I would say I am really enjoying our friendship. I think that this is like the most unexpected thing. It was just like, oh, hey, let's do a podcast. And I'm like, all right, bitch, she's my bestie now. Um, Aww, and... thanks, Joseph. And also, of yours course. is yours says performers, so you don't you're not stuck oh, to just performers. drag girls. Yeah, I know. <gasps> oh, I'm not just stuck to. Um, yes, I love that. You know the technicality um, in the say, email. The technicality in the email. I also really love Jackie Beat. Um, love her. Jackie Beat is an absolute favorite of mine. She's crazy beautiful, and she's been doing this for. 900 years so you know literally and can sing yeah she's she's an icon for sure well thank you dan for your email now laganja you want to take this next one sure okay so our next email says hi this is anthony from phoenix and i just have to say i'm loving this new podcast with you two my first question is are the judges actually helpful when they direct the acting improv challenges? Ooh, good question. And my second question is, what challenge was Laganja most afraid of doing during season six? And how did she feel after completing it? So first question was, do the judges help? And I would say no. I would say they really intimidate you. I think they, you know, throw you off. I think, does it sometimes help because it pushes you out of your comfort zone? 100%, you know? But I do think a lot of it is, you know, made for TV. It's made to have you feel under pressure. It's made to see how well you deal with, you know, uh, eyes being at you. But, you know, sometimes like we have guest judges. Like I remember on my season, we had Trina and Eve and they came in for our rap challenge. And like that really did actually help me because they were so kind and so cool. And they 
did give real feedback, you know? So I think it just depends, but definitely like when it's Michelle, it's there for intimidation, in my opinion. Now, the second question is, which challenge was I most afraid of? And how did I feel after completing it? Well, that would have been Snatch Game. And um, I was in the bottom, so I felt pretty bad. But overall, I feel like I'd probably still be bad. So it's like, whatever, it just is what it is. I've made my peace with it. And not everyone is going to be perfect at every challenge. And, you know, that's part of why I admire the girls who go on the show and continue to, you know, fight in all stars is because it takes a lot of guts to go up there and do those challenges, especially after you've done them once and potentially lost. Can you, if you ever, I know you've already, we've already talked about this multiple times, but if you ever go back and if you ever were to do a snatch game, I would love for you to do season six, Laganja Estranja. I think that that would be so meta. It would be so funny and you would have everything that you need right in front of you. That's what I would want. Yeah, I don't think they would allow that, but I would love for someone to do me. I'm definitely waiting for that day. I think that will be really funny. Um, I've definitely seen people like online do it and stuff. And Yuha is known for doing my whole freaking stand-up routine from beginning to end. So um, definitely love that. But I don't know if I would want to impersonate myself. I think I'd want to do Dame Edna, which I know a lot of people don't know. But um, growing up in the musical theater world, I just like always yes. really loved her. And she's just, I think you really have to pick characters that are over the top. And I think like, yeah, playing myself, I was very over the top, but I don't know. I think it would be almost too easy. So I think Dame Edna would be just a stretch. And I don't think people would expect that from me. I like that. I've always wanted to do, I mean, I would have to change his name for like copyright reasons, but I would love to do Colonel Sanders. I just think that that would be so weird, so crazy. Kentucky Fried Chicken, but you would have to call it like Tennessee Fried Chicken or something. But I think that that could be pretty cool. And doesn't he have like an interesting voice and like a weird mannerism to him? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so exactly. That's like a good idea. Well, thank you, Anthony, for your email. Yes, Anthony, thank you so much. And of course, shout out to Dan and AKA Cass. And uh, keep those emails coming to us at laganjos at gmail.com. Now, when we get back, we are going to go into that improv challenge that people had some very mixed feelings on. Well, we are back. It's Queening Out. I'm Joseph Shepard, and I'm with my beautiful co-host, Laganja Estranja. And we're about to dive into this week's improv challenge. But before we do... I think I hear it. Do you hear it, Laganja? I think I hear it too. Is it time for a time warp? Time warp? Yes. So, Laganja, I want to go back to, I'm not sure what episode number it was, but it was in season six. It was a commercial challenge. You were with Adore Delano and you had to sell some Glamazon cosmetics. Now, how much of that was actually like improv versus did you get a script? Like, what is this whole process like? I've always wanted to know this. So I'm pretty sure for this specific challenge, we were scripted and we actually like wrote out what we were going to say. I don't remember this one being a lot of improv at all, actually, because I remember that was like the whole thing that people were laughing at as I kept suggesting things to Adore and Adore was like, yeah, no, sis but trying to be nice to me and be like, yeah, maybe. And I think that's because we were writing out the script. But I think there was also maybe dance moves involved with this one too. I don't remember. So there's definitely challenges where it is fully improv. Nothing is written. It's just your character description. 
which is what I think we saw this week on this episode. And then there are definitely things like the commercials or, um, you know, different certain sort of skits that will be scripted. Okay, so I know this is a very random thing. So when you're on the main stage, you just film this commercial. What are you actually shown? Like, do they do like a quick edit of this? Or is this like a rough cut? Like, what do you see? Do you even see your commercial? I'm pretty sure you see the exact thing that you see on TV. Maybe it is a quick edit. Because like you said, that would be like an insane turnaround. But usually we would have filmed the challenge. And then the next day we would have done the runway. And then that's when we would be Mm. watching the video. So they do have a night to do a turnaround. But that's why I'm like, maybe it is a quick turnaround. And we don't see the exact thing. But I remember pretty specifically, like, I saw what I saw on TV. You know, that wasn't that was one of the least surprising things to me. And do you choose, like, if you're in front of a green screen, do you get to choose the backgrounds behind you? Or is it just in the hands of an editor? I believe for me, it was definitely in the hands of an editor. Yeah. And then when, like you just said, you said like Michelle Visage is very like, you know, when she's sitting in her chair and she's in her director's chair, that can be very intimidating. Did you have Michelle for this one? I don't remember who I had directing this one. I also want to say back then, like Michelle only directed our horror episode. I remember her doing that one, but I don't remember who directed this commercial. Wait, 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 wait. You said a horror episode. Okay. So I think that that was like episode three. Okay. I need to know that box and the box came off and there was a head and it was Darien Lake and it was also um, Vivacious and like those versions. Vivacious, when that pink box was taken off the head, she sat there and it was like, like whatever she said but i was so confused was that intentional like why did they not edit that out i don't know again i don't necessarily i do remember them having their heads underneath the table and them being Mm -hmm. revealed that way for sure i definitely remember darian i think she must have been in my group um but yeah no i'm sure vivacious was maybe giving like ornacia vibes and just trying to be like a mannequin (laughs) you know and then go into the acting bit who knows who knows (laughs) See, she should have just worn Ornacea then, and there would have been two heads. It would have been so good. I know. They probably wouldn't let her, but that would have been funny for sure. Well, you know, as you and Adora said, whoever said beauty is on the inside is ugly. Is ugly. And with that, we're going to go into our improv maxi challenge. The queens must improv their way through the court show Fairy Tell Justice. I just want to say before we even get into this, Mr. Bruno as this bunny, I, I, I had feels I had never had before. I don't know what this is. I, I was feeling something, Laganja. Wow, interesting. Well, you're, you know, maybe the Donnie Darko vibes or something like with the, you know, bunny vibe. I don't know. Can't say it's doing the same for me, Gorge, but <laughs> um, it's definitely thematic, and it is giving me. Um, Cartoon drama. Hmm. Well, that's exactly what we got in this challenge. Yes, it is. We had two teams. We had Jada's team and Trinity's team because Jada and Trinity won last week. Uh, Jada chose Jinx, Monet, and Evie to be on her team. And Trinity chose Raja, Shay, and the Vivian. Now, the uh, Jada's team was all about three little pigs and the big bad wolf. How did you do with this? Because I know you said you got a little sleepy during part of this episode. You know, Vanjie said, oh, did the episode uh, do more watching of you than you did of it? I said, you're so hateful, girl. 
We literally flew last night from Barcelona in today to Madrid. No hotel, no shower, like, girl. So, yeah, I might have fallen asleep a little bit during this challenge. Not going to lie. Um, I do think Three Little Piggies definitely did do better than the other group. You know, I overall thought that they had a better flow of improv. They had a better sense of a theme with like being very like millennial and of the now and current. And then I thought Evie was just like hysterical. Oh, my God. I lived for the wolf. It was the wolf, right? She was like scratching like a dog. And oh, my God, that was too much. So, yeah, I definitely really liked that group. But I felt like the other group, which was the Vivian, Shay and Raja and uh, Trinity, it just was like four different characters that didn't really come together. Like, and I think with improv, that's what makes it so hard is you really have to work together. And I felt like they were more like fighting for their own individual moment, as opposed to being an ensemble. I agree with you um, on that. I also like the one thing that I think a lot of people don't recognize is that when people are doing improv skits and you're paying, you have to pay attention to your surroundings. So like when Jinx came in and she was her full character and the door kept opening and she kept shutting it, when Bruno dropped a book and she made a joke about that, when she went outside and she was talking to RuPaul and her ear fell off and she was like, I can't hear you. Like those things are so comical to me because that's, you know, what I learned in improv. And those are like the moments that you really have to capture or else you kind of get lost, like you said, like the uh, the second team. Totally. And it is those magic moments, right? Like where something went wrong with her ear falling off. And that's, again, just shows you how quick-witted Jinx is. And I think that's definitely one of the reasons why, you know, she plays so high this week. Can we talk about um, your fellow tour sister, Miss Jada Essence Hall? She did really good. Yeah. And I told you I felt some things about Bruno, but I felt things about Jada. I, the makeup was so natural, so beautiful. She looks gorgeous, even with that piggy nose. I was going to say, honestly, I was super impressed with the prosthetic on Jada and Jinx. Both of theirs yes. were like seamless. It looked so good. Poor Monet. She didn't get that same privilege. I know. I don't know what happened there, <laughs> sis. I wasn't going to say it, but you did. So yeah, hers, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I was like, did the other two know how to, or did they have someone do theirs? And then I don't know. Yeah. Monet's was a little, little, uh, Monet's was a little, a little off. A little edgy. But like you said, you said, um, Yeevee did so really good as the big bad wolf. I agree. I loved the scratching. I loved the like licking down in the puss puss region. Like all of that stuff was so on the spot. So if it was like a team challenge, I would totally have chosen Jada's team to win. With Trinity, Trinity um, was the witch. Um, and then you had Shea Coulee as Mama Bear. You had Raja as an old lady. I really don't know which besides an old lady what she was. And then you had um, the Vivian as Goldilocks or Hansel and Gretel or that person from Glendale. There was a little off like you said there was i felt like everybody was playing their own individual selves and i think up until the very end when the vivian started like you know being like i'm hansel and gretel and like doing all this different stuff it didn't click for me till then but there was something a little off about it for me yeah didn't click for me felt flat felt dry kind of like your vagina mama you know (laughs) that's it that's all i got that's, that's all Agaja got. But 
I will say one thing. The internet went by storm and I'm very confused. They were all saying that Raja was the best and that Raja continually keeps getting robbed. This is how what I feel about Raja. You can correct me if I'm incorrect or you guys feel a certain way. Do not hate me. I feel like Raja continually just keeps being in the top three. She's literally always right there, but she's not in the top two. So to a lot of people, it may come off as like robbery. But to me, it's like she's almost there, but she's not quite in that top two for each episode we've had. Yeah, I mean, I definitely loved her portrayal as the older woman. I thought it was very funny, very camp. She looked fabulous, super fashion forward, but it wasn't the most memorable thing to me. Mm-mm. And if you're playing an old lady and if Trinity looks older than you as a witch and you oh actually look a lot younger. Damn. Well, some age better than others. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to take a little break. We're going to be right back and we're going to get into these runway looks. Were you ready to be spiked? Oh, you know it. And we are back, back, back again with spikes on the runway. Now, I was super excited about this runway challenge because I really think a lot of the girls interpreted this A, so differently and B, so well. Lots of great looks this week. Yes. First up, we had Jada Essence Hall. She painted that body. Um, it came off very cat-like to me, like, you know, like the black. And then her face was like white, beautiful red lip. Her hair was very Grace Jones, but it also was like spiked Grace Jones. And then this, is this a, um, a leather Dress trench coat. That's what I would call it. Love it. Good job. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And that's some um, thigh-high boots and spikes on it. Yeah, I was super impressed. I feel like Jada is giving us look after look after look Mm -hmm. on the runway. It's just really quite something to, to, to marvel at, truly. This one in particular is by far maybe my favorite thing she's done. I loved the makeup choice. So cool. So different. The hair is so cool. Very Grace Jones. I absolutely got a lot of Grace Jones vibes from this look. Yeah, I really love it. It's an absolute wear it. You wear it well. Absolute wear it for me too. But there's one part of this that I'm going to tear. And I'm pretty sure the at-home audience may have felt the same. I really, really wish you would have got somebody to paint the back of her neck. I, I wish because... Really? I didn't see it. Yeah, it was like her... The, the wig was right you know, there and her whole neck was not painted. So I was like, oh, we were almost there. But I I still love it. I would wear the shit out of this. Oh, wear it for me. Down. Okay, well, up next, we have Miss Jinx Monsoon in a crushed velvet dress with a spiky back piece and a see-through opera-length glove. Oh, You said that very, like, delicately. Like, I want you to, like, read off, like, menus to me. (laughs) I'm very good at that. Um, (laughs) I definitely don't like the picture I'm looking at right now. I feel like I liked it better Mm -hmm. in motion. I feel like the back piece was really gorgeous. But mm, it's a tear-up for me. I would just never pick brown crushed velvet. Like, that's not the vibe I'm trying to give. So, personally, I, I wouldn't wear it. I would tear it. But... I do think she looks glamorous. I do think she is giving the category. It's just not my personal taste. 
I could agree with everything that you said there. I know that she was trying to go for like a pork porcupine look. That's what the spikes on the back of her were. I I think that it was a interpretation that is fit for Jinx. I wouldn't, you know, see Jinx in like a Yeevee outfit or anything like that. She looks very classy, very elegant, very 1920s. I would not wear it, but you know what? Maybe somebody else would. So I'm gonna have to give it a tarot. Maybe Jinx would. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Monet Exchange. I cannot even describe what this outfit is. Laganja, you got to take it over. Well, it's like a suit jacket that's been reconstructed, cut down the middle. Um, There's two different patterns being uh, used here. One is a classic pinstripe and the other looks to maybe be a pleather or a leather. Um, It's giving corsetry. It's giving spikes. It's giving punk. I'm living for the hair. I'm actually living for the look, except the shoes. The shoes are really throwing me off. They're a chunky black shoe with neon yellow shoelaces. And I don't know. I feel like if we were going to do that, like then maybe the yellow shoelace needed to go up the corset so we keep that yellow color going up. I mean, I also feel like the shoes are a little chunky, the chunky heel. Like it is very punk, but I think she, I don't know. I don't know. The shoe for me just isn't sitting, but it's still a wear it. I love it. I think she looks amazing. She's got the mask. She's rocking the COVID safe fantasy. You wear it well. I agree fully with what you said about the yellow shoelaces and the shoes. They kind of take you out of the actual visual of it. Besides that, I really don't like it. I, Interesting. I love I love from the neck up, but I don't like from the neck down. I love the hair. I think the hair is absolutely crazy and out there and everything that is spiky. I love the... um what do you call it? Like a face mask that she's wearing with yeah. all the spikes on it. But the actual like taking of the two jackets and kind of putting them together, I don't know, just didn't do it for me. So I'm gonna have to tear it. Okay, fair enough. Well, up next to the runway, we have Miss Evie Oddly, and she is giving us creature from the Green Lagoon. And you already know if it ain't green, <laughs> honey, huh, I'm not interested. This is super cool. You know, this is super different. Uh, I love that she is in a ballet point shoe, almost a fetish shoe. And she's having to literally use these crutches, uh, which she's created these really cool sleeves for. So they almost look, you know, and like arm like they're they're almost spikes of their own. Um, I do think this outfit is on the simpler side. It is just a little bodysuit. But, you know, Evie is known for going over the top and pairing lots of things. So I think the fact that she pared this down and kept it really simplistic is nice. I, I, I'm missing a little something. Maybe I wish there was like, you know, individual ostrich feathers glued to the entire bodysuit. So she had a texture to her, um, which is thousands of dollars and a lot of time. So it's like, oh, really? That's your critique? You just want her to spend thousands more dollars on it? Of course. But, you know, no, I think the silhouette, the idea, the execution, it's really great. It's a wear it. You wear it well. I agree with you. I do wish, like you said, I do wish that there would have been something on the the top area. I don't know if it was pointy boobs. I don't know what it is. But there was like a little something missing right there for me. But I will say I have no idea how she walked in those heels or whatever these are on the point of her feet. Like, Jesus, like I could never, I thought she looked great. I thought she took it well. I do agree with you that it is just a bodysuit. But the one thing that I think that Evie always does is that if she goes simple, she always tries to do something a little obscure or different, which is what I took the feet as in the shoes. That was different to me. So I wear it. 
she knows where to draw your eye for sure. But yeah, I think maybe like you said, the, I love the black spiky boobs. That would have been a cool mm-hmm. little feature. Yeah. And then maybe some crystalline and ostrich feathers. And then it would have been like yes. a 100%. But still amazing and I'd wear it. Well, we'll wear it. You wear it well. Trinity the Tuck comes out as a vampire. And I at stake was in her. She's wearing, um, I don't know any of this. Lagaja, take it off. She is giving like a corset fantasy that has a giant spike coming out of it with fake blood pouring out of it. She's giving you a a back piece, a cape, a little bolero. I mean, jewelry, shoes like Trinity is just getting up in freaking drag on this season. And it's it's just amazing to me. I mean, it's not my taste at all. Like, honestly, this is a tarot to me. I would not wear this like, ooh. But I have to give her a wear it because it is so drag and it's just so camp and it's just so what the show is about. And I I love her. I think, you know, she really brings her own point of view. And, you know, like I said, it isn't something I really personally would wear. I think it's a little gaudy, but I love it. That's what drag is. It's over the top. It's add this on this and this. It's very Alyssa Edwards style. She loves to just add more and more and yes. more. Um, and, you know, I think Trinity did that here a little bit too much, in my opinion, but it's still a wear it to me. It's an amazing look. You wear it well. I agree with you in many parts. I think that this is pure Trinity. I would never wear this. My one thing, and I know that this is so stupid and I'll get shoot out for it. To me, all I kept seeing was a steak and I kept hearing steak, steak, steak and not spike. And I understand that steaks are spiky, but there was something about it being a steak as opposed to like an actual spike that got under my skin. I don't know why. I think it's because I took the category too literally, um, <laughs> but I love it. It's it's very camp. It's very out there. Um, I would never wear it, but it. Like you said, it's pure drag. Trinity knows exactly what she's doing. And every single week she walks out on this runway and I'm gobsmacked. So um, a wear it for her, but a tear it if I were to wear it. Love it. She's getting the 50-50 from us. Well, all right. We have uh, Miss Raja up next to the runway who's giving us some sort of mix between galactic and uh, Schoolastic. I don't know. She's giving me like school football <laughs> moments with like outer space. And I don't know. I hate to do it. And I know there's been people catching flack for it, but it's a tear it for me. I just, I'm not really featuring this one. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's just not, it's like, I don't know. It's something's off about it. I don't like the t-shirt. I think maybe if it was just the breastplate and the underwear, but even then, I just think like it, it it's not fully realized to me somehow. I feel like the purple cape is a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. The chain from the arms like should just be even more like I just think it should be more, more, more like, you know, we were saying how Trinity did too much here. I'm like, I feel like Raja could have pushed it more. So I watched a TikTok um, from the designer who made this, and I guess everything was made out of recyclable like plastics and stuff so a lot of the stuff was like salad bowls and different types of holographic well, see, that's type, cool. yeah different types of like holographic liner and all this stuff and if you actually watch the tiktok you can see how beautiful a lot of this is i think the lights didn't give it 
the full um, fantasy that you get if you actually see everything up close. Um, I, I agree with you. It does feel a little disjointed in some places. The dress shirt that she is wearing is not tea for me. I would have to tear it. Donate me. I know. And like overall, too, when you look at it, like not giving you spikes. I mean, it is, of course, the shoulders have spikes on them. And maybe, like you said, if I could see it up close in detail, I'd see Mm -hmm. more spikes throughout. But I don't know. Yeah. Love Raja. And I would love, and of course, now I want to see that TikTok because I bet that thing is so cool up close, especially that it's not actual football pads and it's made to look like that out of recyclable material. I mean, that's so cool. And she's still giving you fashion. It's just not something that, you know, I vibe with. Yeah, I agree. Next up, we have Shay Coulee doing something that I can't stand. Which is? And you know this because we talked about it two weeks ago. I don't like when people walk down the runway and can't walk. It just is something that takes me away from the illusion. And she struggled very hard to get down the runway. Yeah, again, this isn't really giving me spikes. Is it because her ears are spikes? Oh my gosh, I never even... I, I think that there's spikes are on like her train. Spike-ish. Yeah, her mm. boobs are kind of spikish, and then I believe that there's some um, spikes on the train of her dress. Oh, yeah, and there's also spikes in her hair. Yeah, not my favorite. Not my not favorite. My I mean, super cool. She tried to do something different. Cool prosthetics. I'm sure there are people out there who are like living for this as they should mm-hmm. because that's their aesthetic and that's their vibe. Yeah. But for me, it's not my vibe. It's a tear up. I love the makeup. I love that she's very alien-esque. I love the intergalacticness of it, but it just isn't for me, and I don't see fully the category in this, so I'm I'm going to have to tear it. Okay, up next, we have Miss Vivian, and she is giving us Nurse Spike from Hell, and I love it. I think this is exactly how you do the category. Like, category is spikes i see that i know that the minute she turned the corner and the headpiece is just so epic it kind of reminds me of hellraiser love the powder blue color i mean viv has also pulled out some looks that i'm like whoa i wasn't expecting this from you and this is definitely one it's a it's a wear it for me you wear it well this was my favorite look on the runway I uh, this evening. Like, literally, I was, like, gobsmacked. I loved it. The spikes, the color choices. Um, and then, like, the little cross on top of the head, the whip. She nailed it for me. I'm going to give it a wear it. And also, we have a reference image from where it actually came from. The original designers are Karina Acap. Pian and Monica Bereze. And the Vivian's version is made by Monica. So it is made by the uh, same designer as the original. And the cross shape is believed to be uh, Vivian Westwood's logo. A reference to. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's it's a great look. I totally could see Lady Gaga in this. In fact, that's what I thought this other picture you have here as reference for us was. Um, but yeah, no, super, super cool. I love it. And I love finding out about the different designers, too. Like you were mentioning, you saw one on TikTok. And mm-hmm. it's it's cool to see the stories behind the girls' clothings because there usually is one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a wear it for me. Those were our looks on the runway. Was this one of your favorite runways so far or no? I think so, actually. I really think there was a lot of iconic moments on the runway for sure. 
Jada definitely comes to mind. I really lived for her look a lot. Well, the top two this week end up being Jinx, Monsoon, and The Vivian. They lip sync to Love Will Save the Day by Whitney Houston. The Vivian comes out on top, gets the $10,000, the first amount of money she's ever gotten on Drag <laughs> Dang. Dang. <laughs> I was expecting Rue to be like, unfortunately, Vivian, since you are from the UK, you're not going to get the money. He missed this is that only joke. for the US girls. <laughs> he missed that joke. That would have been good. He missed good. the off. <laughs> and the Vivian blocked Monet exchange. Do you agree with her decision? Well, I didn't agree with Jinx and the Vivian. I'm sorry. I just Oh, who did you think? I don't know. I thought Jada was really good because she had an amazing runway and was really good in the challenge. And I also thought Evie was really funny and stood out. I don't think anyone in that second group should have won. That's <laughs> just my opinion. I I agree with that. I knew that the Vivian was going to take it because during the first, whatever, five minutes of the episode, she's like, I don't have a star. I need a star. And I was like, this is the storytelling. It's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, she definitely won the lip sync for me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. She did a really great job delivering there. But yeah, as far as challenge winner, I'm going to say no. I was expecting it to be Jinx and Evie. Um, Those were who kind of I thought. uh, And the world, though, thought that it should have been Raja and the Vivian. Oh, What? That's what I said. There's there's all this stuff on the internet about how Raja should have won this. And I cannot agree with that. There, it, it was not giving. I think that Raja is an amazing performer. Of course, she is so talented. She knows exactly what she's doing. And she is a legend. But I think that sometimes the fandom, in my opinion, wants to give out stars for the legendary status as opposed to how they performed in the challenge. Well, I definitely do think Rob- Raja has been robbed in the past, but I don't, for me, think this challenge was one of them. I agree. I agree with that. So now we have Jinx with one star. Shay, Monet, Trinity, Jada, and the Vivian all have a star. And the two who don't are Raja and Evie. Is that a surprise? It is a surprise to me. Yeah. I think both of Same. them have been really good. So, yeah, I definitely think they, yeah. Should have gotten their star before some of the others. Well, as the girls were getting ready for the runway, there was this moment, and I need to know if Jada did any of this on tour, where she took tahine um, and she poured it on her hand and she did a tahine shot with Shay. And tahine is a, I don't know how to describe this. I can describe it. I love tahine. Tahine is one of my best friends. I am actually traveling with it on the tour, which is why I'm so shocked to see this moment because no, we did not do a tahine bump. And tahine is a semi-spicy seasoning that has a lot of lime in it. So it's very citrusy, sour with a little bit of spice. Typically it is served around margaritas or Bloody Marys. It's very delicious. Wait, so you do this too? I don't do bumps like she did, but um, I put it in everything. I put it on my drinks. I put it on my food. You know, the food in the UK is very bland. So I travel with tahini. <laughs> what else do you travel with? Do you have anything else that you absolutely have to have? Um, I love real lime. It's this powder that is basically like lime juice on the go. I really love citrus. I'm obsessed. So yeah, I, I definitely, both, both two things that I travel with right now are lime-centric. Tahini and real lime packets. But I need to I need to add mustard. 
because I forgot over here mustard. that they don't have normal mustard, and I love normal mustard, like yellow. <laughs> Wait, okay, I, I have I have a question. You do not have to answer this if you don't feel like it. Do okay. you have anything strange or weird on any type of writer that you ever have? So, like, no. if you're gonna be no, no, I ask for a water light mirror, the basics. I don't ask them to get me teen or crazy shit like that. I'm not that famous yet. I would love to one day, but no, I'm just grateful. Give me a check and a place to a clean space to get ready, and I'm very go with the flow. But I've definitely heard of girls like needing an entire piece of pizza or a box, um, not, not a piece, an entire <laughs> box of pizza or like a carton of cigarettes. Or, you know, I've heard, of course, there was the Valentina rumor, which wasn't true yes, about her red. like red M&Ms or some <laughs> shit. Yeah. So, but no, I do not. Mm-mm. A bottle of white wine. That's not in my writer, but I would like it. Oh, that sounds nice. Um, we should just add a little addendum to that. Well, <laughs> now it's time for what you missed and untucked because, you know, as we know, Laganja. I don't watch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Jinx discusses that if she wins, she would not block anybody on her team, which made this whole big little stink happen where people were like, oh, well, is that fair? Is that not? I would have done the same thing. If I won and people were on my team, I wouldn't be throwing anybody under the bus. What about you? Well, I think because Jinx team all performed really well, exactly. If she did that, that would have been super shady because none of her teammates deserved it. But at the end of the day, no, I think you want to choose the strongest competitor and who you believe is really going to win next week's episode. So I think in the end of the, at the end of the day, it is a strategic choice. But if you're really ruthless, you just pick who you think. (laughs) Uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman was the guest judge this week. He joined the Untucked Lounge. And Jada asked him, who would you want to put you in drag out of the all winners? Laganja, who would you choose? Oh, my gosh. Shea Coulee. I think Shea Coulee. That's my final answer. I was going to say Raja, but Raja's already put me in drag. So I've already had the honor. So, yeah, I think Shea Coulee would be, I would really love to see how she would interpret me. I would like that. I think yeah. that would be, like, so bomb for you. Yeah, totally. Who, what about you? I think I would have to say the Vivian, because the okay. Vivian's beat is always really, really on point. It is. And I feel like with my face and how other people have put me in drag before I can come off manly. So I think the Vivian would be able to smooth it out. Okay. And give you that feminine uh, glow. I love it. Yeah. I think she could too. I see that for you. Well, the Vivian did say also in Untucked that her drag, she was inspired by seeing Chad Michaels. So she really took a lot from Chad Michaels book, which I can actually see in her drag. Totally. Yeah. I absolutely can see the reference for sure. Well, that is what you missed in Untucked. This has been Queening Out. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Queening Out with me, Joseph Shepard, and my fabulous co-host, Laganja Estranja. We have new shows every Tuesday. That's right. So make sure you subscribe to our show and you can rate and review us on your podcast app. We actually have some great reviews right here. We've got one from Franklin429 says, so good. Great already. I'm hooked. We've got another one from the star of R-H-O-N-J. Is that the Real Housewives of New Jersey? Oh, all right. Star of New Jersey. 
Queening out. Yes, please. Where have I been? Don't sleep on queening out. Love the honest opinions without cattiness. That's right. Thank you. We Mm -hmm. really try to do that. And lastly, we got another amazing glowing review from T. Lee Jordan. Ooh, you almost got me there. Love the show. (laughs) I'm really loving the new podcast. Adding Laganja has been the most entertaining. Thank you so much. It's nice to hear the perspective of someone that has been on the show. I've been a fan of hers since season six and so happy to see her growth. Joseph is the cutest. I always enjoy watching his interviews. So the two of them together is the perfect mix. Love, love, love. Thank you guys so much for these reviews. We really do appreciate it. Help us get up on that uh, TV and film charts. We are still trying to get up into the top 50. So please go on over and leave us some love. Also, be sure to send us an email at laganjoes at gmail.com and we might read it on the show next week. That's L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S at gmail.com. And if you have any burning questions for Joseph and I or about Drag Race in general, call and leave us a message at 323-607-5116 and we might also play that on the next show. And send in those questions because next week, Laganja, I know that this is going to be the episode that you are probably going to get some PTSD from. It's not a roast, but it is a commencement. They're doing like graduating um, a drag university. So we're going to get into the roast-esque aspect, which is going to be one of your favorite things. Well, I'm going to put my lighters up because Ganja will definitely be in the house. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow me at Laganja Astranja. And you can follow Joseph at Joseph A. Shepherd on all of the socials. Thanks so much for listening. And we will queen out with you next week. Bye. Bye.